everything what's up mike you good yes sir okay can yes. you hear curse today yeah oh this is gonna be a good one um this is the <laughs> uh we talking playoffs podcast it's myself brentel i got my boy mike on the phone and we have kirsch as well say what's up fellas what's up, what's up? Oh, world uh, is there anything you guys want to say or get off your chest? Because it's been a while since we talked. Do we? Do we shoot a podcast about um uh, Gordon Hayward? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. Is there anything you want to say, Mike? What? Well, we'll introduce this as the first round. Since we oh, about this is the first round. Uh, yeah. Well, since, since we talking playoffs, I'm I'm gonna. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. We talking playoffs? Boston's not making the playoffs. You don't think they'll make the play? I think they, I think they still can make the playoffs in the East. I swear. I, that's how. I feel. Yeah, I think I think I think they're gonna be an eight seed or a seven seed. Curse, Curse gonna be battling the Heat and the Celtics gonna be battling for the eight seed. Oh, throwing shade already. Um, I definitely I definitely think uh Boston has enough fire. they got enough in the East to make the playoffs. They're not gonna take it to the next level. Um they might they might have a first round exit. But uh for sure. There's no way we win in the playoffs series. And if if we lose somebody else, you, you might as well we might as well tank it so that we can try and be in that draft lot. Do y'all get y'all picks though? You know what I'm saying? Uh, That's the whole point. Like, it, do you get your pick? Uh, what was your what? Curse? What you were? Were you watching the game when uh, Gordon? No, no. Okay. I wasn't. I was. I was watching the Yankees game. Unfortunately. Um, Mike, you wasn't watching it because I had texted you. Like, did you see that? And Mike was just like, "What? What happened? What you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, I was at work. I feel so bad for Mike, man. Like, I I I, I had to be the person that give you the bad news but you know yeah it happens man. I was just like resting to y'all I mean yeah do you guys think uh, Gordon Hayward will come back and be you know as productive as he was prior to the injury uh, I'm gonna say no oh so that's a no okay um, absolutely, absolutely. After Paul George, Paul George came back and he was just fine. Cliche, and uh, Gordon Hayward depends a lot less on speed and agility than Paul George. So, okay. but but here here's the reason I'm going to say no. And I'm gonna ish argue with Curse. Uh, nobody has broken their ankle and their tibia at the same time. So he did. So, tibia. That, yeah. Oh, so, 
and he he had it, surgery on Wednesday, last Wednesday, to try to repair both. But with it being the ankle that actually is broken, uh, that's a lot more fragile than you just broke a bone in your foot or in your it, in your uh, in your leg. They were able to set it that night. That's, yes, they did. Uh, they, that was they, that, that was crucial. That happened and, on TV. He was still yeah, on the court and, when they said it. And um, when you break an ankle, that that's healable. Fortunately for him, he broke his ankle and didn't like tear ligaments on right, top of the fibula because torn ligaments never heal, especially in the ankle. I know from personal experience. Oh, believe me, I know my ankles are still purple. Oh, that is right. You do got bad ankles. Y'all both got bad ankles. Yeah. Um, uh, I really hope I don't know I don't know the injury You know The history of the injury But I just hope that he can come back And be productive For The Celtics That's a tough ass break Okay Here's a thought I was having Do you guys think That's karma For how they got How they Had the departure Of uh, Isaiah Thomas No I don't Of course you I, I don't say that That's just me I don't believe in karma, but, so. but I, I do know, I do know from what I'm being told by my wife that that all fans of Gordon Hayward uh, hope that he comes back healthy and is able to play. <laughs> 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 the only reason I say that is because uh, the the girls, you know, they think that he's attractive, so they they want to see him play. That's why it made me laugh. Um, you should see the look that my wife is giving me now, y'all. She is funny. <laughs> this is for the world. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I just felt like it, the, the, the timing of it, the first game, like within the first couple minutes, he has that season-ending inj- injury, and we don't know if, how he's going to bounce back off his career. We don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's crazy. And he was playing the Cavs. It was, it was just like wow, how ironic. Like I feel, I feel the karma. You could have said the karma excuse or the karma reasoning or whatever. You, you could have went with that if it would have been Kyrie that went down, because mm. that's who the actual trade was for. But Gordon Hayward didn't. He's like innocent bystander like- of that because <laughs> he actually signed with them. What you say? Time's coming. I say Kyrie's time's coming. <laughs> you know that's fucked up. <laughs> what did he say? He said, Kyrie, what? Kyrie's time is coming. He, he's always got oh. some kind of injury. He'll you know, be out he, of hey, three to six weeks at some point. That's fucked up, but it's so true because he he he's not durable. Like he's not durable, and Gordon Hayward is not durable durable either. But what? Yeah, he's, Gordon he's, Hayward's he's, never been hurt. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. He's like knickknack month here, two week there. He's 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 out of the lineup a lot. Kyrie's gonna miss uh, three to six weeks with a jammed thumb and a headache. Oh wow! Nah, nah, Ty- Ty- Kyrie. He he has shit like broken kneecaps and like what was the what was the. <laughs> yeah, he- what was he the, really hurt, hurt. Right. What was the injury that he had coming out of Duke? It was something nasty. 
Uh, Fractured hairline. You say what? Her, stop talking about LeBron. <laughs> I'm just silly. I don't know. Your hair, <laughs> oh man, I think he, I can't remember what he did, but he he did. That was um. It wasn't his shoulder. I thought it was his foot. It might have been his it foot. Was foot. Hmm. It was his foot. But anyway, yeah, he got knickknack. His Carfax is is got some paperwork on it too. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk about. Uh, the, who's who's going to be the first person fired in the NBA season this year? But you know, uh, Phoenix beat us to actually. They already beat, beat you to it. They actually beat us to uh, talking about the topic. Uh, shout out to Earl Watson, <laughs> and that um, that came in the wake of Eric Bledsoe tweeting that he didn't want to be here anymore, and. That just opened the floodgates for trade rumors. Uh, a day after apparently making a public trade request via Twitter, uh, Eric Bledsoe was uh, he was sent home from from uh, Phoenix Suns meetings today, or was that today? Yeah, uh, October twenty third. Yeah, today's yeah okay. Yeah, he was sent home today. Um, apparently. There was a misunderstanding. He tweeted, I don't want to be here, but it was on a Sunday afternoon. And what he was referring to was he was at a barber salon or hair salon or something like that. And he was tweeting about being in a salon, supposedly. And there's a misunderstanding. So, like, if he was really, this is like some curb your enthusiasm type of shit. Dog. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Wow. It's like, if he really was tweeting that, and they like, they they thirsty to trade him. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, oh, for real? Oh, we we had somebody on right. the ass anyway. We just gonna make it public, right? You know what I mean? Right. We we already we already got people asking about you anyway, boy. Yeah, it's time for you to go, buddy. <laughs> we gonna go and get rid of you now. Yep. Serious oh, question. Oh, you want out? Hey, girl, watch don't let the door hit you. What'd you say, Kirsch? <laughs> I said, serious question. Was it Earl Watson, the guy from above the rim? Oh, wow. Here you go. Uh, wow. I don't know. You know what? He probably, he probably was in that movie. <laughs> he was extra. <laughs> um, wow. Um, yeah, but, you know, this is it's crazy because he tweeted that, what, the next day, Earl... No, matter of fact, Earl got fired within a couple hours of uh, Eric Blesso's tweet. Phoenix is, uh, they started the season uh, with an 0 3 start, uh, including two losses by 40 points. Shout out to the Lakers. You know, Monzo got off on one of them. The Lakers beat them by 40? Did I yeah. just see that? Yeah. Yep. Um. Okay, not not to interrupt or go off a uh, tangent, but Wayne Ellington hit six three pointers in the second quarter. Uh, that's Philly. No, that's coming. No, that's that's Miami. Oh, wow! Here this guy goes. I mean, he, that's what he's supposed to do, though. Uh, <laughs> who are they playing right now, Chris? That's a good question. I think Atlanta. Yeah, that's right. I, I did see that. 
Um, moving on to the semifinals, I had a question to ask, guys. Was this fair or foul? Um, apparently, the other night, it was this last week sometime, when um, Jimmy Butler went to Utah and, you know, and the Timberwolves, they lost to the Utah Jazz. Uh, in, in the fourth quarter, Jimmy and uh, Ricky Rubio have some words, and they got tangled up. I'm sorry, they didn't go to Utah. It was a, it was a home game for Minnesota. Uh, Ricky Rubio, that was his first game coming back. Uh, he got a standing ovation. Uh, apparently, he was exchanging pleasant pleasantries with. Uh, you know, his ex-teammates, right? Uh, that's mm-hmm. at the beginning of the game. But after the game, it was a uh, score was 100 to 97. Timberwolves lost. They mismanaged. Late game mismanagement. Started settling for jumpers when they should have been getting to the line. I watched the end of the game. Uh, but here's the point of the story. According to the Star Tribune, uh, Jimmy Butler told the police to not let Ricky Rubio in my locker room, quotes, uh, following the Timberwolves' loss. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm tripping. Utah lost. Yeah. Minnesota won. 100 to 97. I'm thinking about another game. But, um, yeah, so he told, he told the police to not let Ricky Rubio into the locker room. And we all know how that was going to go when Ricky Rubio came back to the locker room. He's going, you know, dap it up with his old teammates, you know, kick it, then hit the road. But Jimmy Butler said to not let him in. He told security to not let him in. Was this fair or foul? I mean, he's not part of the team no more. Correct. So, so I mean, I can, I can, I get it. Curse, what, what, what are your... What are your thoughts on? Wow. My thing is, okay, if they didn't get it too, if they didn't get tangled up at the end of the game, it'd have been fair. But I feel like he went, you know, above and beyond because they had words at the end, and probably Ricky Rubio said some said some slick <laughs> to him, and that gave him incentive to tell the police. So I have to say foul. Um. I want to know how, like, the rest of the guys felt about that, or do they know about that? You know what I mean? And if they know about that, and they wanted Ricky Rubio to come back, how does that conversation work? How does that conversation go in your locker room? Like, yo, you tripping? You bugging? You know what I'm saying? And I feel like at the end of the day, if it's your locker room, why is Andrew Wiggins hitting the game winner against OKC when it, the buzzer beater you know what I'm saying to win the game why 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 is it why is it your locker room if this young kid is put in a position to do that if it's your locker and he's room. a franchise player. he's huh? a franchise tag star like yeah I get you right I mean it's it's, it's fair and it's foul I mean I get I mean I don't know how it works in the NBA, but if if we just took an L, then that's y'all people. Why is he coming in our locker room? 
Even if y'all, but they got the win though. I, I corrected myself. They got the win. They got the win. They got the late game win. So the Timberwolves did win. Yes. Oh, well, then he's tripping. That's a foul. I thought they lost. Right. Like if they lost, then all right, I get it. Like you pissed off. Like first of all, y'all shouldn't have lost. Secondly, it's prime management. Third, you clearly didn't do something to win the game. Whatever. All right. But if y'all won, like. What is the problem, dude? Y'all, if his old teammates, y'all, they all kicking it. They cool. So what's the problem? Like, I just, that doesn't make sense to me. So it's a foul. All right. Moving on to the conference finals. I wanted to talk about the new look teams and what it looked like. Uh, We got, we can talk about the Celtics. We go ahead and get the Celtics out the way. Um, It ain't looking too good this year. With the injury, but barring injury, like we said, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying yes, and I'm not saying no. But uh, from what I've read, Marlon's Noel is uh, a huge possibility mm-hmm. with the uh, with the, uh, the DPE. Um, if you guys yes, didn't read, yes, what, I was what just about. Called. Thank you, thank you. That's where I was about to go. But go ahead, go ahead. Uh, that 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 can be a huge huge tool. Eight point five million to be able to spend on a free agent. Um, they have to have an expiring contract. They can't have a player option or uh, franchise option. So um, I'm pretty sure that he's basically done in Dallas. Um, I think that if they were to bring him, that you know you already have uh, Tatum and Brown doing their things. Um, so I feel that, you know, that could be those two guys could move down or up, whatever, and take care of Hayward missing in the lineup and to be able to have Noel. I think that they could still be a top four team in the East if he was to come over. So now for, for the listeners that don't know, explain the D, the D, the DPE is the disabled player exception. Uh, with the collective bargaining agreement, um, it's full of exceptions to assist the team in building their roster. Uh, most known about the, it's most known as the Larry Bird exception, which allows a team to go over the salary cap to pay their own free agents. Excuse me. We also hear about the mid-level. Miss, oh, I'm sorry, the mid-level exception, uh, both non-taxpayer and taxpayer. Uh, their bio. By annual exception, room room exception, veteran minimum, veteran minimum minimum exception. Uh, exception is okay. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. The reason for this is that you lost a player, and generally, it's a key rotation player who also makes a large salary for the season. Um, such where the Celtics, Celtics will find themselves with the Hayward injury. A few things uh, that the disabled player exception is and it is not. The purpose of this article is to oh, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. So so basically, okay. um, I they mean, got, there's they got you're, you can't use it until June 15th? No, no, no. A doctor has to deem 
that Gordon Hayward will not be able to participate or play until after June 15th. Then, whenever they deem that, then they can claim or file for the DPE, but they can only use it on one player. So, and that's, okay, the exception is $8,406,000. But it's plus or minus 100000 so that's why I said $8.5 million is a lot that you can spend. Barring trade, barring whatever. So, they, essentially, they have $8.5 million. Is that so over the cap? Eight, so, their so their cap is, um, they get a boost of $8 million? Is that is that? No, they... That's a portion of the salary of Gordon Hayward, and it equates to be like a third of his salary, which is like basically the tax money. Okay. Now, see. I think his salary is like twenty-four million or something. Right. Miami used this with Chris Bosh. Right. Um. Did, I don't understand this. I don't understand it because. So you only have eight million to use on a certain pl- eight point four to use on a certain player. Correct, on one player. I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, what's the kid's name? Nerland as well. He was looking for what fifty four for like two years, something like that, three years. But, but it doesn't matter what he's looking for. He's already on a team, so he can be traded for the eight point five billion. But how does and that have to plan that? Because he, he doesn't have a player option for next year. He right, doesn't have right. any option but with another team next year. So he has an expiring contract. So whatever he's looking for doesn't matter because what he's really valued at and worth now is around that, that price zone. Let me double check on what his color. Let me double check on what his color. Let it is cap. If if it was pure cap phrase, it would be used to sign two or three players or it could be partially used initially. Then later and used in full. Okay, cap space can also be used to claim players on waivers waivers and trades. So Nerlens Noel uh salary right now is four point three eight four million. Dog, he got underbid like a motherfucker because he was looking for fifty two million coming out of He's uh, still on his roof. So He's still on his rookie contract. He was trying to get signed. He's looking. He's looking for money, like for the extension, I believe, and that money wasn't out there. Right. So they didn't give it to him. To him. So he can get traded for eight point. Well, that's that's a come up for him, then, right? If he gets traded. Sort of. Um, and the reason that, you know, a lot of Boston people think that it's a huge possibility is because uh, Narlins is originally from Boston area. Um, he does have an expiring contract, so the possibility of being able to re-sign him would be a huge possibility. Because he would be a free agent next year. I was looking like there's a bunch of criteria that it should be used by March 10th. Shit. Yeah, it has to be used by March 10th. But uh, 
Another option that people are talking about is Vince Carter. Um, after after the deadline of December, something that he could be dropped. I don't know. Just to, I'm not. I'm not understanding. It. I'm not. It's not clear if it's just straight up cap space, or you just have, you know, just a clear a to use on a trade. And it's, you know, what I'm saying, it's, they give you that money, or it's, would it count towards your cap space? Because if it counts to your cap, cap space, there's a lot of different ways you can use it. You know what I mean? Because it depends on how how much cap space you have. Already, but it doesn't count as cap space because you can't use it on multiple players. You can only use it on one. Mm, okay, gotcha. All right. So my so cap space would be you can trade two or three people and get. You know what I mean? Correct. But so eight million. So, with that being said, are you? Would you be happy with the Netherlands Noel move? And I don't, I don't see how that benefit. It's not going to make you guys like. It's not going to replace anything or. You know what I mean? Like it, it makes you guys a little bit deeper, deep but and it filled a lot from what we lost in Kelly Olynyk. Hmm. Not really, because Nerlens can't stretch the floor, but he can run though. He can run the floor. He, and can, he can run play defense. He's a huge, right? He's a huge shot blocker and defender. What do you think, Kirsch? I think I don't know the uh, the terms of his. His contract, but I think um, maybe a better fit to um, replace Hayward would be to uh, rip the Knicks off and give them something that's not worth nothing for uh, like a Courtney Lee. Mm. I'm sorry, guys. I I missed something, so I, I'm going to double back. Speaking of that, because you said best fit. Eric Bledsoe, he's on the trade block. Who's the best fit for Eric Bledsoe right now? Uh, well, me and you talked earlier. Yeah. Um, and I actually read on ESPN that the Knicks are highly interested. I heard that too. Um, outside of the Knicks, I, I really think that uh, like a... Um, like a wild card would be Milwaukee. Mm. I'm here in Denver as well. Yeah, I don't know why he would fit in Denver. Denver has a lot of guards. Right. They must be. Well, if they if that's the case, because I guess they're trying to move out Moody. And that may more interest Phoenix. What'd you say? And uh. Phoenix is interested in uh, Herman Gomez. I think I said his name right. Oh, from New York? Yeah. Okay. Eric, Eric Blintow, trade rumors, Knicks, Clippers, Blazers, Nuggets. Oh, Clippers. Clippers. Is, 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 is Jerry West getting ready to get rid of uh, Daddy's boy? That would be interesting. That would be a great drama I mean, line. That would be a great drama line for, for their season. Um, but anyway, moving back on, back to what we were saying. Um, Boston, uh, it's not looking good. We'll see what they do with the DPE. 
clause that they have, or an exception. Sorry, we'll see what they what they do with the, the uh, DPE exception. Uh, moving on, uh, OKC. What is it looking like so far, fellas? Anybody, anybody, uh, catching any games? I, I know they destroyed the Knicks, didn't they? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They lost. They lost uh, the the following the next game to Minnesota on the buzzer beater, which was a crazy. This shit was crazy, y'all. Like watching the last few seconds of it, like. Melo comes down, hit the hit the left wing three, bang. Then they come down. Carl Anthony Towns, he got away with an illegal screen, which freed up Andrew Wiggins. Because I was looking like, how the fuck did he? How, why is he able to get from one end to the next like that? But come to find out on the replay, you seen that it was an illegal screen. But he comes down, hits a bank three from like thirty six feet, something like that. 37, 38. So gotta be, I say 37 feet. Boom, knocks it down, game over. And that's why I say, that's why I say if, if, if Jimmy, if, if it's your team, why why did he get the ball and, you know, wasn't nobody, you, you was just standing on the side watching. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't calling for the ball and nothing like that. But anyway, Jimmy's not as athletic. I, 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 yeah, we all know that. Jimmy is athletic, though. He's a workhorse. He's gonna lock you up. He can get you buckets too. But but, but he's not Andrew Wiggins. He's, yeah, Andrew Wiggins has the higher ceiling. Yeah, I mean it's not fair because the age difference. But Jimmy Butler coming in the league and Andrew Wiggins coming in the league. Andrew Wiggins still has the higher ceiling. So anyway, um, as far as like OKC coming coming along so far in the season they look good they got a couple things to work out I really like how they use Melo playing with the second unit cause Melo still gets to he gets to beat Melo with the second unit as far as like when Russ and PG are on the floor he has to kind of play the Olympic Melo role where second unit comes out he, he carries the scoring load and he's still being it fits his game, and he's still able to be himself. And he's not a shell of himself the whole game, which is dope to me. And they use they use a lot of because they're not really deep. OKC they use there's there's long stretches where PG's just out there. There's a long stretch where Russ is just out there, or uh, Russ and PG's out there. Carmelo's on the bench, or vice versa. They they're only all together, probably like, probably like thirty minutes of the game or something like that. Twenty. So half of the game. Yeah, close to it. Yeah, close to half. And that's why I like I, I like how it's Russ' team. Russ still Russ still getting triple doubles, dog. So. I like I like the way they look. So far, they look good. They're gonna. I think they're gonna figure it out. Curse, have you? Have you, you probably had it? You probably watched any basketball yet? No, I haven't. I've, I've been. To, unfortunately, my Yankees just lost on Saturday, so I was a little distracted with baseball. Yeah. We all know it's coming. Damn, that's how you feel. 
Uh, yeah, I didn't hear no chatter from Boston. They've been out of the playoffs for a week. <laughs> We've been out of the playoffs a week. Uh, Mike, so did you get a chance? So you haven't had a chance to watch OKC at all, huh? No, I have not watched any basketball yet. The only day I had was Saturday to watch, to watch some basketball, and I was too busy watching Notre Dame. Yeah, I, I dropped football so quick <laughs> when basketball started. <laughs> Me and Kirk were just talking about that the other day. Me and Kirk were just talking about that the other day. Brent Fell has a pure passion for basketball, but that's because you're not a college football fan, so right. we understand. I see my Penn State. <laughs> Penn State put a whooping on Michigan. Uh, uh, Kirk. I, no, I, I'm, I'm just saying because it's like... I don't watch college football. I didn't realize they were that damn good. Number two in the nation. But that's no brag. But uh, uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, what about the Rockets? I see they're undefeated. Yes, yes they are. The thing about the Rockets that, that, that sticks out to me is that Chris Paul really doesn't fit. I don't think he's going to be here too much longer. Why? Because the pace that uh, Houston Rockets like to play at, they like to get the ball and go. Chris Paul, he kind of, that's not not his game at this point in his life. The point in his career, I should say. And he kind of wanted, you know, bring it down a little bit slower, run it like a, you know, three-fourths quarter, court game or whatever. But he definitely is not fitting. It doesn't fit. Because he doesn't fit for that speed. And his game, the strength of Chris Paul's game is the mid-range game, right? And we all know from history, the mid-range game is absent in Mike D'Antoni's system. So you got a guy, he's not going to be used properly in that system. So I like he doesn't fit. I wish I said when the trade happened, I was like, "That, that just doesn't fit. For what Chris Paul likes to do, but watching the ESPN documentary that he shot uh, with during the off season, you know the free agent free agency period, he said that he wanted to be in a situation where he didn't have to, uh, you know, make the, a lot, all the decisions for a team and being the only ball handler and decision maker on the roster. So that does make sense for him to pick Houston, but he don't fit in that system. I don't see it. I don't. I, I feel like around around Christmas time we're gonna see them arguing on the court. Shit. What you guys? What you guys think? I know when that trade went. Well, trade signing. Excuse me. When that went down and. Mark D'Antonio being the coach that he is, Steve Nash won his MVP being a part of that system because that's what it is, run and gun. Uh, Get your layups. Right, get your three-point shot in, hurry up, score. Uh, We're running the floor. Uh, That's never been Chris Paul. Um, I mean, he is a, I'm going to play defense on one end for sure, and I'm going to, you know, make sure everybody actually runs the offense type of a floor general player. Uh, yeah. So so for him to to go there, I mean, 
like he said, he doesn't want to be the floor general or whatever. I think that the reason he went there is because when you do slow the game down, they couldn't function. So that's a positive for him to be able to be there because when they play the Spurs and they have to slow it down, they will be able to do that with Chris Paul. Okay, so they got him for when that game, when that court shrinks up in the playoffs, you got somebody who can orchestrate yep. the half-court game. You, yeah, you yep. own something. That makes sense. That makes sense. I didn't think of it from that aspect. <sighs> Kirsch? I don't really think of the Spurs as a, a slow-paced team anymore. But Rockets? I, or, wait, oh, you're talking about in the playoffs. I'm sorry. Even in the playoffs. Um, I... I just I'm not a fan of D'Antoni. I'm not never really been a huge Chris Paul fan. I I think they're gonna they're gonna have some pretty cool numbers through the regular season, but um I just I just don't see it. I don't I don't see them matching up very well with the Thunder. I don't see them even coming close with Golden State. Um I still don't think that they're better than the Spurs. <laughs> hey, we agree on that. We agree on that. I think I think a lot of a lot of basketball fans agree on that. I just don't see enough. I don't see enough. They if okay, if they add another player, another like 18, well, it's hard to it's hard to add a, you know, top-tier player at this point. Um but if they add another like top tier, you know, uh, A class superstar, or or we can go with B class because those two guys are pretty much A class. They go with an A class big man, which is hard. I mean, like a boogie or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But boogie definitely don't fit that system. But um, yeah, they don't have enough to be considered a. They're probably okay. They were what three C last year, four C, if I'm not mistaken. And they really uh, lose much, right? I think they're at three. Okay, they managed. They managed to do that with their roster. I think they're going to sit at the same at that same point this year. It's going to probably be the third third best record in the West. That's what I'm. I think they're gonna be no worse nor nor better. <clears throat> um, but uh, moving on, Philly. What do you guys think about Philly, 76ers So far, what it look like? Have they won a game? Um, <clears throat> they won tonight. They win. Oh, so that's that's the only win. I wouldn't say that's their only win, but I know for sure they won tonight. They, they didn't. They did not win this year. You know why? Because I've been watching, and they're oh, – I can't stand this with young teams that I like. Because listen, yeah, I, they, I, they, I, they, I, I watch a lot of basketball, right? There's different types of teams. There's, like, veteran teams, you know, on the brink teams, and then there's just super young teams. Where they'll challenge you for three quarters, and then that 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 four minute mark in the fourth quarter is when the shit just falls <laughs> apart, 
<laughs> and that is the 76ers. They're so athletic. There's so much potential. And then they just, they're just young and stupid. It's like, when you, you know how, like, if we go to the Y, because we're older now. We go to the Y, we play a young team. They, they, they On paper, they should kick our ass. But we fit, we know how to we know how to play, so we end up beating them. You know what I mean? We find a way to beat them. Young people, they know how they 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 rely on athleticism, and then once that shit dries up, the team figures out how to alleviate that. Then they just end up fucking the game over. That's fucking that's Philly. Every damn game, dog. It's just like, and it comes down to the last two or three possessions. I've watched two games in a row where they just, they have to learn how to win. And it's like, it's cool because you see it like, yo, once they figure this shit out, they're going to be some dogs. But like right now, it's like, damn, y'all made the same mistake two nights ago, three nights ago. Last week, you guys made the same fucking mistake at the same point in the game. But that, I guess that comes down to coaching yeah. too, right? Oh, definitely. They, but they, they have won one game this year and they won tonight against the Pistons. <laughs> They won by 11. Uh, they got blown out by the Raptors by 34. Uh, they lost to the Celtics by 10, and they lost nah, to the Wizards see, by 5. Nah, at 10, that was, that was free throws at the end of the game. That was free throws. Then the Wizards, that was like two possessions. Uh, Bradley Bill got to the line. How, what was the score? You said they lost by how many on the Wizards game? Five, 120 to 115. Dog. Dog. They had the Wizards beat. I thought they was going to win. I was like, man, if these young boys pull this off, ESPN going to be talking about them for the next two, three weeks. They come down. Oh, Joe, uh, this is another thing we need to talk about. Philly, once they, once they establish that that team belongs to Ben Simmons, and the rest of them, like Markel Fultz and, and MB, they are sidekicks. That's what they are. Once they establish, so, so they figure out they got it. Exactly. Once they figure that shit out, and they understand, they they establish the pecking order of which who is the the forefront of the team. Because MB, he gets out there. He has limited minutes, right? He gets out there. He wants to do a lot. He wants to go out there. He gets possessions. He'll get the ball, and he want to score, right? He want to score. He want to do little fancy shit and get the crowd, get the crowd going. That costs him possessions because he's taking low percentage shots. And I'm like, dude, no. What y'all need to do is let Ben set the table for everybody, let them score, get high percentage shots. That way, later in the game, the rhythm is already there for the guys. You know what I'm saying? Like he and B to come in and he'll just just destroy whatever rhythm they had going because he gets the ball and he has to score. He has to be the focal point. Like once they establish that, let Ben set the table for everybody. Ben is the orchestrator. He's he's LeBron. You know what I mean? Like for Philly, he's LeBron. They had to establish that. I have an idea, fellas, because uh, while we're talking about Philly, I, you know, I'm a I'm an Okafor fan, and Okafor is just not playing at all, at all. 
Bledsoe's on the block. Why not do a trade of like Eric Bledsoe and Tyson Chandler? So you have a, a veteran behind him B for like Bayless and Okafor. Then Phoenix would get a, a cornerstone piece in Okafor. But he wouldn't have to be the main man out there because they have plenty of talent. And uh, Philly would add as well. That's actually a, a, a very nice trade. How much is Bustle making? Didn't he sign a $60 million contract a couple years ago? Fourteen and a half mil. Oh, 14? Okay. Mm. That kind of that. It's kind of like Philly doesn't have the cap space. Right, but you trade-wise, you got to match the numbers. It's hard to do that when you got a bunch of fucking rookies on your team. You got to get you got to get rid of two or three players, right? I just put it in the uh, ESPN trade machine. It does work. Let's really? on Chandler for Bayless and Okafor would work. Wow! Somebody call. Somebody tweet Philly. Sweet Philly, that because right. that'd be a good move. You get Bledsoe, Markel Fultz doesn't have the pressure on him that he has, and I'm kind of like we, me, me and Curse talked about this off air. I'm, a, I'm off. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm out on Markel. The, the way this guy, his, 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 the way his body mechanics are, doesn't say star at the next level. He reminds me of like. His body, because his, he's not toned or anything like that, right? He, the way he moves is very similar to uh, D'Angelo Russell. And we, like, you know the cap. There's a cap on D'Angelo Russell or what he can do because he's not very athletic. He won't blow by you. You know what I mean? He just, he's going to be able to shoot. He can shoot now, so he's going to have that his whole career. He's going to have a longer career than most people, but... Markel Fultz, he's got injury issues, and I don't see his athletic ability at the next level doesn't equal up to star to me. So I'm like, I'm out. If he stays with Philly and they build a really dope ass roster, then that's a that's different. But like as far as him being his sole star on the team, I don't see him carrying the team. That's probably why they didn't make the uh, big dance either. <clears throat> Guys, got anything else to add? Uh, <coughs> you good? Nah, the man's over there with bronchitis and he won't take medicine. <coughs> man, he got me sneezing and shit. Um, moving on to the Lakers. We look like shit as expected. All right, moving on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, speaking of the Lakers. Man. Yeah, did you hear John Wall? Or more, more, more Damn, man, I was just about to go to the story, <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm about to go to the uh, story. Uh, uh, I just read it. Ball, I just read it. Other day. LeVar wow. Ball told the Wizards, which they play Wednesday, which I can't wait to watch. That's uh, on ESPN. It's a national game, too. Um, that they better beware because Lonzo ain't losing again, not in the same week. He's coming. As, <laughs> uh, Martin Gar- what's his, how you say his name? Martin? 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 Gortat. Martin Gortat. Yeah. Uh, he replied, man, please. 
John Wall would torture, would torture him for 48 minutes. And... Those are some pretty big words. I wish, I mean, he ain't lying. I mean, but he, all, all, all Lamar said was that he wasn't about to lose. He didn't, he didn't say he was going to dog walk John Wall. Bro, they losing to the Wizards. <laughs> they losing to the Wizards, man. I mean, does, okay, so that was Sunday night? Saturday? So technically it's a different week? <laughs> Is that what he's? Is that what he's gonna use? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Listen, John Wall. What you got? This is what I learned about John Wall last season. John Wall, he doesn't particularly play defense night to night. He plays defense when he gets pissed off or somebody makes the game personal. And when that happens, right. when that happens, he's a demon on the court. Right, like he—he's like how man was in high school, or how Kyle Tucker was. Like, listen, they're gonna be nonchalant. They're gonna be cool. They're gonna do their thing. They're gonna get buckets. They're gonna pass the ball. They're gonna do what they want until you get in their face, or you bust a shot in their face, and they really wasn't playing. Yeah, as Kirsch would say, they really gonna play hard now. <laughs> but that's, that's how it is. Like, it, John you elevate Wall. them John to get to that level, right? But. But see, this is there's an understatement here. John Wall has the athletic ability to be one of the top defenders. Like I think, I yeah, me personally, I think he's the best both ends player, or point guard. Which we'll get we'll get really? to that we'll get to that we'll get to that later in the later in the final segment of the podcast. But yeah. Uh, John Wall can lock a motherfucker up. He'll lock a motherfucker up. And he's going he's going to <laughs> dog. Because you don't people don't understand, man. This dude what, 6'4", 225? Is he that big? Yeah, John Wall is huge. Man, and he fast? Come on, dude. He about to he about to lock Lonzo up. I feel sorry for him. But I'm gonna watch the game though. I'm gonna feel sorry for him the whole game the whole <laughs> Hopefully they they get him in the game when John Wall's out, and you know, try to hide him. But listen, it's gonna be a long night really, for him. He really is six four though. Yeah, John, dog. People don't understand like that. He's big. He's not no like little little guard. He may, he plays like you see him fly down the court. You think he's just a little guy, but the dude, dude's big, man. He's strong as shit too, but um, what you think about that, Curse? He um, it's gonna be a long night. It's gonna be a long. <laughs> Washington, there's gonna be a lot of long nights for long. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for him because it's like there's no way you can run or hide. Like you just gotta you gotta fight every night. You know what I'm saying? It's like. It's like that one cousin that always talking. No, y'all can't whoop my one cousin, though. You know what I mean? And then now you got to come outside everywhere you go and you got to fight somebody because he keep talking. You know what I mean? That's, that's how LeVar is for Lonzo. Like, come on, bro. 
He got to he got to fight every night. Huh? Like that's going to be tiring. Do you guys think that's going to take a physical toll on him to where he might end up getting hurt this year? Out of exhaustion? No, I don't, I don't think he's going to play that hard. He doesn't look like he he's one of those effort, it looks effortless. Like a Lamar Odom, you know what I mean? Where he's just Damn, he just got that off. Like, you know what I mean? You know how Lamar Odom used to go end to end, and he just looked like he's jogging, but he's blowing past everybody. That's how uh, Lonzo looks. It looks effortless. What was you about to say, Kirsch? I said, with that being said, why not? Um, I'm still hung up on the Eric Bledsoe stuff. Sorry. Oh, you still working on why, that? <laughs> why, why not the Lakers looking in the Bledsoe? You might be able to get rid of. You might be able to get rid of Ding and Randall, and uh, Bledsoe could play with ball, or he could spell, you know, spell him as a backup. Ooh, you talking big money now because you got KCP, LB Jordan, and Eric Bledsoe at the guard position would be set. And and if you're serious about making a run at LeBron. LeBron and Blissow is one of LeBron's boys, so is KCP. Ooh. You're on to something. This is, yeah, this, that's good stuff right there. That's good stuff. Um, Man, it's... Wow. Uh, all right, we can move on to the final segment, fellas. Where, where Hold on, I got a question. What's up, what's up? I have a question. Uh, Paul Pierce said something the other day that was uh, pretty intriguing to me. Um, I mean, I, I looked into it since then, but um, he he said that, you know how Jimmy Butler went to the Timberwolves and took big money. Um, this goes on to your, if this is uh, Jimmy Butler's team, why is he uh, being the way he's being, blah, blah, blah. Paul Pierce said the other day, uh, after the Ricky Rubio stuff, that Jimmy Butler is the third option on Timberwolves, yeah. and that it's not yeah. really his team. Yes, which makes total sense uh, because uh, this season Jimmy Butler is averaging thirteen point three points a game, uh, five rebounds, and four assists. Um, I mean, we all know that he clearly is not doing anything, but Andrew Wiggins is averaging twenty four points. Uh, six rebounds and two assists a game in the same amount of time. So that that's clear to, to show that, you know, he really isn't the top on the team. But um, I wonder if they have Jimmy Butler on that team just to be the defender. Butler's role, from my perspective on that team, is uh, what Pierce's role was to the Wizards a few years ago. To teach Ooh. them as hard as how to play in the system. Um, you know, he, he's the veteran guy, even though we don't think of him as being that old. He's the veteran guy to teach them guys how to win. They brought... They, 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 okay, why Jimmy... His role on that team is to bring culture, right? That's why they brought him and uh, Taj. Because Taj they understand... Gibson. Yeah, they understand... They understand... Uh, uh, Thibodeau's Tibbs, system. Yeah, culture and his system. The way he likes to have things done, his mentality, they understand it, and they fit well into it. So they teach, they're there to teach them guys how to be pros. 
that's what that's their whole role on that team. And Jimmy, Jimmy, the, the thing about Jimmy is that Jimmy Butler is he's a hard worker. So you bring a guy like that to hopefully teach. I put you like this, okay? The Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns—they don't have to work. They didn't have to work as hard to be as good as they are as Jimmy Butler had to work to get as good as he is. You see what I'm saying? So, the oh F- no, I, I I'm so you get somebody like that that shows like, hey man, this is what I be doing. This is my regiment. This is I come in at this time. Boom, 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 boom. This is what I do. This is my routine. Hopefully, he can rub off on those guys who are already excel in the talent area aspect of their games. If they can, you know, work on the, okay, we're going to, oh man, Jimmy, he's out here diving on defense. We're going to match his intensity. If we can match his intensity as young guys, they're going to be a whole lot better. The trajectory of those players are going to be a whole lot better than what it is right now. That's why they brought Jimmy in. Just an extra added thought that I had uh, thrown this out there. If you think back to 91-92 and the Magic drafting Shaq and Penny, do you think that that trade for Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns could be comparable? So you saying, okay, I just literally, I just thought about just watching, uh, I, I replayed the Golden State New Orleans game, right? Where Boogie had 28 and um, Anthony Davis had 32 and 16. Okay, I thought, man, that was basically right there. It's kind of like what Shaq and Chris Webber would have been on. You know what I mean? It would have been a different. It would have been a different time. They, the game is to, their, their skill set is totally different. But the way it's set in the 90s era, they would have been just as dominant as them. You know, them two together. And now, yeah. So. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. It's, it's, it's equivalent, for sure. Time will only tell on that. Sorry. Back to the final. <laughs> oh, man. Now we're at the top five point guards, fellas. This is the this is the section of the podcast that we've been waiting for of, of the of the top five series that we've been waiting for. Correction. Uh, do you guys want to go with um, your top five, or you or you want to go with your um, on the on the fringe honorable mention? Do you want to go? You want to do that first, or what? And then go to, go into your top five. Is that how you guys want to do it? I, I don't care. It, it don't matter to me. Okay. I'll let you guys go first. Go ahead, Kirsch. Top five players? Point guard, yes. Go on, drag it. Go on, drag it. Go on, drag it. Go on, drag it. Just kidding. Just throwing that out there before Mike says something stupid. The fact that we didn't laugh is that's the sad part. <laughs> it's like that's that seems about we, fair. That seems about right. That's about right. par for we the really course. Know how he is. <laughs> that's about par for the course. But go ahead. Um, right. Luke you know how Wall, 
Mm. That's, you, are you going to order? Uh, no, they're not in order. Mines are in order. Just, just, just throw that there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of this on the fly. Sorry, fellas. Um. Oh yeah, Steph Curry. So I got Curry, Westbrook, Wall. No order, by the way. Curry, Westbrook, Wall. You got three. Yeah. Um. We gotta have five and some honorable mentions. You said you, you don't have to get honorable. You don't have to do honorable mention. I'm just saying because a lot of people have a hard time draw. You know, narrowing down to five, especially with the point guard position. Um. All right, here we go. We're gonna go. Jeez. Uh, so yeah. are we considered pardon a, a shooting guard now since we did on the last game? podcast we did on the last podcast we, I, I carved my two okay well then um there we got I said Wall Westbrook Curry I really I, I want to put Chris Paul in there but I feel like he's old now and not top five he, he's not in my top five. Um, I guess we'll put Kyrie in there reluctantly. Whoa, he's not my top five either. I'm surprised with Kirsch. Um, so I need this four. What is five? Um, oh. Oh, I'm forgetting the key one. Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard before Chris Paul, right? What I said. Yeah, that's right. That's not mine out. Okay. You good? Okay, yeah, I live, live with that. I, I live with Kyrie Lillard, Westbrook, Curry, and Walt. Okay. Mike? Honorable mentions. Hold on, hold on. Oh. Right. I don't know uh, is Kemba Walker and um, and the guy I've been talking about all night Eric Bledsoe and Goran Dragic okay uh, just oh. this just in fellas uh, Ben Simmons had a triple double tonight oh, I seen it alright and B dropped 30 did he he played he uh, Is ben, ben considered a point guard? Ben considered a point guard? Yeah, they got him playing point guard. He plays point guard on offense. I was going Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, I mean, I want to do like... Man, I want to do like young and old, but... Uh, <laughs> right. <That's- laughs> but I, I can't. So, uh, no particular order... Uh, I'm going to go with, like Kurt said, Dame, Steph, Russ, John Wall, who I think is probably the best point guard in the league, regardless. Um, and my number five is Kyle Lowry. Because the Raptors don't win, don't do nothing with that one. Okay. 
But uh, honorable mention, uh, who I would want, essentially my young studs that are going to be stars in the league. I mean, I would put uh, definitely Ben Simmons as number one. Um, and Zoe would have to be two, unfortunately. And then three is, uh, what is it, Peyton? Isn't that his name from the Magic? Oh, you talking about Alfred? You just like he's a, he's you young, just like, right? Yeah, Alfred. You just like Alfred because he's Rondo. Hey, number my three. He's young Rondo. My three young guns. Um, I was going to put Rubio in there, but because we all know Rubio is a Rondo. They they not they not shooters at all. They pure passers, and they do mess up layups and stuff like Rondo did. But that's a guaranteed double double every time you're on the floor. Well, Alfred, though, Alfred, Alfred, he'll hit you, I'm sorry, he'll hit for a triple-double every now and then, you know what I mean? Alfred, Alfred is work in the end. He played defense, he can run an offense, he can, he can rebound. But uh, this is in order, and I, I have, from top to bottom, this is my list. I got Russell Westbrook, he's the first guy. Gave him the top spot. Though last year he wasn't, you know, totally efficient, but he's a locomotive every night. The guy was 6'4, 210, something like that. Explosive. Russ, 6'4. Oh, yeah, Russ about 6'4, okay. 210. Explosive. He can get you, he's going to get you, he's going to open up. Open up opportunities for everybody on his team. He makes guys better night to night, and he he drug that whole team to the six seed last year. That that team was was terrible that they had last year in Oklahoma City. Um, terrible, yeah. absolutely terrible. Um. Now we're gonna hop oh, the We're gonna do, do the round oh, robin. At the five spot, I had Kyrie. Why? Kyrie, he's not some I put him at the five spot because for one, he doesn't play defense. He doesn't key in on defense. Though he can, he has an athletic ability to play defense. That's just not something he does. He's a guy who averaged twenty five, six and three rebounds. <clears throat> with the Cleveland Cavs last year. He's not really... He a, doesn't have... It was to play defense. He's not fast enough to play defense laterally. His knee is bad. Nah, he, he locked up Steph. We seen for possessions. He come... He locked down Steph. That first year... Yes, he locked him down. That first year... That first year in the um, finals, he played really good defense on Steph. That first year when he broke his kneecap. That's what happens when he plays defense. He get hurt. Anyway. Uh, that was like the first game. But he locked him up. That's what I'm saying. That that, that 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 Those possessions showed me that he has the ability to play defense when he wants to. But okay. he chooses not to. So, and then this puts another guy. Everybody loves Steph Curry. I, he, I put him at my fourth spot. Though he can score, he's fantastic on scoring. He has to be hit on defense. 
And Draymond is really the point guard of that team. So, though, you know, Steph Curry averaged six assists, four rebounds last year, 25 points. He's just phenomenal on the offensive end. He can run the offense. We've seen that in Davidson. We've seen the earlier years in Golden State. He is a point guard. He's just a scoring point guard. Uh, but the knock on him is his defense. So I had to put him at four. I know everybody's like, oh, he's Steph Curry. But I, I'm, a, I'm a person who likes defense. If you got to be able to play defense to, to make it to my top tier. Uh, Amen. Okay, three. Because he, Chris Paul is the prototypical point guard. When I think of point guard, I think of guys like Chris Paul and John Wall. Right? So I had to give Chris Paul the number three spot because this is a guy who he averaged last, last season, he averaged 18, nine assists, and five rebounds. That's, that's that's prototypical point guard numbers. You know what I'm saying? Though he's getting old, he probably won't be. He probably won't make my my list next year. But as of right now, the top I, I, I'm gonna give him the top five. He's in my top five because he plays defense. Because he's a worker. Yes. Second of all, on the second spot, I got my man John Wall. Averaged 23, 10, and four rebounds last year. Had a breakout year, though he didn't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like I, I like we talked about on this podcast. How, as I predicted, it made me look stupid. But I got to give it to my man at the second spot. He's the second best point guard. I'm, I'm hoping that this year he can make that leap to be considered the number one point guard. Because right now. Like I said earlier in this podcast, he is the best on both ends, point guards, that plays both sides of the court. He's the best in the league. But I just couldn't give him number one point guard over Russ. That's just too much. But that's that's my top five. Um, Honorable mention, no, on the fringe, on the fringe players, I had to go with Lonzo and Ben. Maybe next year they'll be in the top, in the top five series. But honorable mention, I had to go with uh, my man Mike Conley and Kimball Walker. I thought Conley was in your top five. I changed it. I, I, I looked at Chris Paul's numbers and realized he averaged nine assists. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah. So that's my top five. And my honorable mention and on the fringe players. That wraps up the finals aspect of the podcast, segment of the podcast. I mean, you guys got anything else you guys want to add? Fuck Boston. Oh. Shots fired. Wow. Bombs. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hey, Curse. Hey, Curse. Take a shovel. I bet you twenty. I bet you. I bet you twenty pushups. They still beat Miami in the playoffs, or they're going to get a better I seed. You, I bet you. I bet you twenty pushups. They win head to head first matchup. You saying Boston's going to win the first matchup? Yep. No trades. 
I don't care what happens. I'm telling you right now, our squad. More, more specifically squad. for us, no injuries. I don't want to hear none of that. We don't have Gordon Hayward. You make excuses. <laughs> you gonna bat it up, Curse? We don't have no stars. Period. It's okay. Tuck your tail between your legs and walk away. Do you got Do you got faith in your squad or not? He thinking. He thinking. All right, we'll take care of this though. Anyway, uh, Mike, you got anything else besides? The bed? Yeah, my, my wife is just laughing at Kurt. <laughs> I would like to add Notre Dame is overranked. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> hey, hey, Kirsch, I bet you twenty more push-ups they beat this shit out of Miami too. Y'all got to play Miami this year. Yep. I'll put that on the calendar. We have to talk about that on the podcast. All right. You good, Kirsch? Besides that, you good? I ain't got nothing else. Uh, go, pick, go, Penn State. Uh, <laughs> Brady's done. Another shot at first. His old Michigan team. Tom Brady's done. He won't get another ring. Ooh, hot take. Ooh. He said Tom Brady's done. Tom Brady. It doesn't matter. He's already the goat. What do you need another one for? He got five. Five's good enough. To set set himself better than anybody will ever come close to being. You need six straight to be great. Oh wow! They stay in the NBA. Yeah, there go that bullshit. That bullshit. Wow! <laughs> right? Yeah. Shout out to Shottown. Oh man, we gotta we gotta we gotta try and call Brendan one time, man. We gotta try that shit. <clears throat> All right, man. I ain't got nothing else I want to talk about. I talked about everything that we needed to talk about in the last couple of weeks, man. Um, I appreciate you guys being on the call. Uh, shout out to Podcast Land. Thank you for listening. Um, this is going to be on the freemium content for the I Can't Afford to Quit podcast uh, stream. So subscribe to that. And Amen. Uh, subscribe, like, comment, uh, write a review. Uh, Patreon page is coming up soon. So I got to finish that up, and that will be out for you guys. And then we'll have like cool, like trinkets of exclusive uh, content for you guys to that who uh, donate on the Patreon page. So I will talk to you guys probably tomorrow. I'll talk we to you tomorrow to for sure. But um for sure. Um we need to come up with some polls and fans. Yeah. That, there you go. Good shit. Um yeah but I had nothing else so until next time man. Y'all guys be safe. I appreciate y'all man. One Peace. One.